Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your favorite Anime Summit host, Sam the Bomb. What up, what up? It's your main bitch. What's going on? It's September 13th, 2019. It was chilly today, and I think the fall is coming. Fall is my favorite season, but here, like, it just, like, we don't even get a fall. <laughs> I don't even know if I got a summer. Like, where I am, it, like, rained hella, like, for serious. Like, it was fucking shitty. Anyway, once again, I am Sam the Bomb. This is the Anime Summit Newscast, and we're bringing you the news. There's a lot of news today. If I miss anything, I am so sorry. I try and get everything I can. I try and cut certain things that aren't, like, that important. Um, but then I also, at the same time, want to cover as much as I can to, like, you know, people who are reading a certain manga or watching a certain show or playing a certain game, you know. And I love doing... Here's the thing. I love doing the non-anime news, like the nerdy stuff, because I don't get to talk about it on Anime Summit Podcast. Every time I do, Nick shits himself. He's like, oh, nobody cares. Video game. And it's like, dude, come on. Shut up. Let me let me live my best life. Like, God. Fucking bitch. Anyway. Shout out to Nick. And, uh, yeah, let's do it, shall we? Let's start off with how we always start off. Uh, rights of sale but before that it was really crazy because right when i like finished or it was like a day, it was like last weekend like the like the day that the last newscast released um uh i found out that uh robert axelrod passed away he's a famous voice actor from new york and he voiced over 150 characters He's perhaps best known for the voice of Lord Zed and Finster from Power Rangers. And he voiced a lot of characters in Digimon Adventure, uh, Digimon Adventure 2, uh, including Wizardmon, Armadillomon, Mega Seedramon, Vedamon, Ankylomon, and a bunch of them. A bunch of, he did a couple of bad guys and a bunch of good guys. He also did um, Mamo in The Mystery of Mamo, uh, Lupin the Third, and space battleship yamato he's been a, he's he was an old guy he was 70 he so he's done a lot a lot a lot of stuff he he's been around, he's got a sweet resume so it, it's a shame it sucks it's always sucks when we lose someone in the the nerdy industry and also i found out today that eddie money passed away if you don't know who eddie money is he's the guy that goes he's the guy the the musician that does the song Take me home tonight. I don't want to let you go till you see the light. Yeah, dude. That song? Dude. Most fire song of the fucking late 80s. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Most 80s music is kind of terrible to me. But that song is legit. I love that song. And I love fucking Every Avenue's cover of it. If you've never heard of the band Every Avenue, they did a cover of that song. Fucking legit, dude. So this episode is dedicated to Robert Axelrod and Eddie Money. Okay, love you guys. Rest in paradise. Hope you're watching over us from above. Let's start off with the rights of sale. It is back to school sale. So I'll tell you what, it's a bunch of fucking school shit. Which, you know, like 
nine out of ten times I'm criticizing because I'm like, oh, fucking high school shit again. Like, I'm tired of seeing high school shit. But, I mean, it's it's not just, like, it's not just, like, high school anime or school anime. It's also, like, lunch bags and duffel bags and messenger bags and cool things like that. So if you're looking for a new bag or you're returning to college this year, shout out to anyone starting school. Uh, whether you're a kindergartner, a lot of my friends' kids are starting kindergarten this year. Or if you're starting college, get on here and get a lunch bag, dude. Get get a fucking there's a messenger bag, my hero messenger bag. Um, uh, free. It's like a silhouette of like all the swimmers on the front, and it's like a black bag. Uh, Kon complete collection premium box set on Blu-ray, which I believe includes Kon and Kon Two. And it's like a big steel like box, and it's like 167 bucks as opposed to 279. So that's pretty cool. Gabriel dropout manga, of course, because dropout. There's a bunch of water bottles, um, all kinds of cool shit, dude. There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, a fucking kill a kill wallet. Ooh, I kind of want that wallet, dude. What the hell? Trigun tin pencil case. There's like a bunch of tin pencil cases. Hats. Check it out, okay? If you're starting school, check it out, check it out, check it out. Or if you just want some anime, there's a bunch of school anime on there. So let's get into the non-anime news, and then we'll take a break in the middle. I got a lot of video game news, and that's mainly because Tokyo Game Show is happening this weekend. So, like, a lot of people are coming out with, like, little teasers in preparation for it, like, and stuff like that. And obviously, there's going to be a bunch of games that are revealed then and there and and stuff and not, like, beforehand like a lot of these are, but... I'm just going to mention them. I'm not going to try and, like, go too much into them because we're obviously going to, like, hear more about it this weekend as Tokyo Game Show happens. So, and then I got a couple, like, movie things, and then we'll take a break like we always do, and then we'll get into the anime news. I got a lot of anime news, okay? Not a lot of hype, but just a lot of a lot of other stuff. Things ending. I got a couple things. I got a couple hype things, but anyway, let's do it. New Guilty Gear trailer. Shout out to Harvester for posting it because Harvester... Um, so like we talked about that a couple weeks ago that they dropped a new teaser of the new Guilty Gear game, which no one knows what it's called yet. They're just calling it Guilty Gear right now. Um, but it was, it was Kai Kiske and Soul fighting and it, it showcased like the level drop where you, you knock someone off the edge and it goes to a lower plane, kind of Tekken stylish in a way, which is pretty fucking sick. A new teaser dropped and it showed more Kai Kiske and Soul Bad Guy gameplay and also teased at the very, very end, May. And she's wearing, like, this cute new, like, more modern-looking outfit instead of, like, the fucking pirate uniform, orange, like, kind of Hot Topic goth-like pirate uniform she was, trench coat thing she was wearing before. Um, She looks super cute. Like, I just, oh, my God, dude. May is, like, my least favorite waifu character on Guilty Gear. But, dude, she might... She might go up there, dude. She's so cute. And then the, the little teaser. Uh, obviously, all the artists are, like, doing, like, more fan art now that they've seen her and stuff. And she's super cute. I love it. So, yeah, New Guilty Game looks sick. I'm fucking am excited for that. Oh, you know what? I'm going to save this for the end because I'm that's going to be my big piece. I'm going to save that. Okay, anyway, moving on. Final Fantasy VII Remake Tokyo Game Show 2019 trailer showcased the Turks, dude. And more Aerith gameplay. Like, it looks... Man, it looks... This game is going to be cool. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be cool. There's this guy at my work. Um, he's one of the delivery guys. Because um, we have, like, UPS and FedEx and other... He is another delivery company we use. And he's a big nerd, you know? He's he's older than me. He's an older guy. But he's a big nerd. And he was... Me and him were talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake. And he was like, apparently it's going to be in episodes. And I was like, yeah, but dude, did you hear that the first episode itself is going to be, like 
basically two thirds of the original game. So it's going to be huge. Each episode is going to be freaking huge, you know? So yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm super, super freaking excited for it. It's going to be super sick. Um, yeah, the new trailer was dope. The Sega Genesis mini is here. There's already reviews of it all over the place. I was watching one on YouTube on Cinemassacre's channel. Um, I'm a fan of Angry Video Game Nerd and Mike Pente and all them. I have been for a long time. Uh, they're kind of losing their touch a little bit in terms of like staying up to date on stuff, in my opinion. But they still review the old stuff, which I appreciate because I'm like a retro. I'm like a retro bitch. Like I'm, I know I'm, I'm fucking lame. I know. But the Sega Mini, dude, this looks super sick. It comes with two controllers, but they're the three, three button ones, and they're wired. Okay, no wireless bullcrap, you know, and. 42 games. I've already named them all in previous casts, but some of the more noticeable ones obviously are Castlevania Bloodlines, Streets of Rage 2, Sonic, Sonic 2, and uh, Sonic Spinball, and Earthworm Jim, Kid Chameleon, Mega Man The Wily Wars, Super Fantasy Zone, Toe Jam and Earl. Great games. I highly would recommend that anyone who's more of like a casual retro player who wants to relive their childhood, you guys have to get these mini consoles. You really do. I get so many, like, I always share, like, my retro collection stuff on Discord and talk about it with with um, my Discord friends on our server, and they're like, man, Sam, you're a fucking nerd. You collect all this stuff. It's like, yeah, because I like it. You know, I want to be able to play it whenever I want. And I hear people saying that's too much. You know, it's too much stuff. Dude, then get a mini. Literally takes up very little space. It plugs in via HDMI. It's wired. comes with a great library of games. The SNES Mini and the Sega Mini, I've heard, are really, really dope. Or if you have a Switch, then they release Nintendo and SNES games on there all the fucking time. So for sure, for sure play it that way. Project Resistance, the new Resident Evil game, um, they people over at Game Informer got their hands on it and got to play a little bit of it. And Project Resistance has 4v1 matches where you either play as the survivors or the mastermind. So that that last trailer we got, it kind of did tease like that it was kind of left for dead style or whatever. And basically, it's one guy plays the mastermind and you're stuck inside a building, which is probably like an umbrella court building. And the mastermind unlocks traps, it opens doors for zombies to come in, and then you have to survive if you're one of the if you're in on the four player team, which reminds me of that Speaking, by the way, today is Friday the 13th as I'm recording this. It reminds me of that Friday the 13th game that came out a couple years ago where one person plays um, uh, Jason and then you, the other four players play the camp kids and you try and survive and you try and get him to walk into like a burning building or a burning cabin. You try and get him to drown himself like because you can't kill him. You know what I mean? Like, you can't hurt him. It's basically that combined with Left 4 Dead and it looks super sick. I'm hell excited to play this game if it comes out on ps4 and you guys want to play we should definitely play this game i'm super excited for that and i know fucking danny and ed they always keep saying oh well you need to play the ps4 anyway and i'm like i know because i'm terrible i'm a terrible friend anyway it looks super sick nintendo getting back in the fitness game with ring fit adventure so they had we fit now they have uh ring fit adventure which is it looks pretty cool you're doing like little aerobics workouts it gives you experience points for all the workouts you do. There's little attachments that come, they attach to your Joy-Con. Like um, one of the things is like one of those stretchy things where you expand your arms and stretch it and it connects to your Joy-Con and measures the strength. It's pretty cool, dude. Like, I mean, 
any way you can get people to exercise. I know that I need to definitely exercise. Like I definitely need to find some way to exercise without overexerting myself because I'm always just so tired all the time and depressed all the time. So I'm always extra tired. But yeah. Also, it would probably help if I stopped eating gallons of butter every morning. Uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition Game Trailer Previews Raising Digimon. Dude, man, I'm telling you, these Digimon games that are coming out are going to be so sick. It's going to be sick. The game will release for Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam October 18th and will launch in Japan a day earlier on October 17th. It's going to be sick, dude. Speaking of which, dude, okay, I just just remember this. Holy shit. Speaking of Japanese games. Shout out to Harvester again because he's the one who told me about it. Um, for those who don't know, Harvester is a longtime Discord member. He's also a patron. Shout out to the patrons. And he is also featured on an ASEX video where him and I play Skullgirls. And we're actually going to record more. Him and I are going to record more for Anime Summit Extra soon. So if you're a patron, you get those videos and everything way before anyone else. So check it out, okay? Shout out to Harvester, though. He told me about the PS4 sale happening. It's going on to the 24th. So for like another 10 or 11 days, it's going on. And it's called the Big in Japan sale. And they got Guilty Gear Rev 2 for like 10 bucks. Castlevania. They got a bunch of Castlevania games on there for super cheap. Some of these games are like up to 75% off. So seriously, like if you got a PS4 and you're a fucking weeb, obviously, and you love fucking Japanese games or games that come out of Japan, check this out, dude. Check out this fucking sale. There's a bunch of stuff. I'm actually like, so I get paid early next week because I get paid at the beginning of the week, unlike most people do. So I'm going to buy, like, I'm probably going to spend, like, 10, 12 bucks uh, when I get paid. And then the week after, I'll probably buy a couple more when I get paid again because I get paid weekly. So I'm going to take advantage because I want to be able to use my PS4 more. So Ed and Danny will stop yelling at me for sure. Uh, Speaking of Sega, though. (laughs) Speaking of Sega, when I was just talking about PS4. Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 smartphone game trailer reveals 2020 release obviously it's just says 2020 in the name dummy but yeah dude if you're into those games i guess you know but for a mobile game it looks super sick and it's gonna be free so android and ios Uh, a lot of people there i've dude no legit though i've met some people who love these games just because they love they love watching the olympics and they love the nature of just sonic and mario competing in athleticism you know because they're both really athletic characters you know sonic is really fast he can jump really high mario is very acrobatic and can jump really high and it's just like it's really cool it's it's really awesome uh paramount putting a new face on action hit face off which is really funny because danny just mentioned that in our latest uh episode that we came out um with she was like oh yeah nicholas cage and face off um the the paramount pictures is is saying that they are giving uh, they're giving the green light to uh, get a screenplay going for the action hit Face Off. If you've never heard of that movie, it's fucking weird. It's John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, and they both get like their faces switched like surgically or some shit. I don't even remember. I watched it when I was way younger. But like, it's weird because there's like tr- <laughs> John Travolta like tries to act like Nicolas Cage, and Nicolas Cage tries to act like John Travolta, and it's fucking funny. It's one of those really like super nineties action movies, like. Um, but yeah, it was directed by John Woo also, which is pretty cool. John Woo is an awesome dude. Uh, we already talked about that. 
Umihara Kawase Bazooka game launches for PS4, Switch, PC in summer 2020. Game developer Success revealed on Twitter on Thursday that the new game in the Umihara Kawase franchise is Umihara Kawase Bazooka. And it will launch for the PS4, Switch, PC via Steam in summer 2020. The rubbering action game. I have no idea what this is, okay? The reason I'm telling you about it is because... It just looks super cute. Like, the anime style looks super, super sick. Oh, okay, here we go. It was a game on the Super Famicom in 1994, and then this, and then a sequel and re-release of the original uh, released on PlayStation in 1997 and 2000, respectfully, starring a young Japanese sushi chef named Kawase Umehara, who has somehow become lost in a world of surreal saltwater and freshwater creatures. She wears a bright pink rucksack, and the Umihara Kawase game's main distinction are their tranquil fish and bird-infested worlds and rope physics, which defines the gameplay. Okay, so it's like a fucking... is like a platformer or what? Dude, this game looks super sick. Like, you guys just gotta look at this. Like, it looks super cute. Um, Umi, Umihara Kawase. U-M-I-H-A-R-A-K-A-W-A-S-E. Look that up, okay? Umihara Kawase. It looks like a new game altogether. And it's like a it's like a platformer, and you're fucking sushi chef, and you're fucking dodging fish and shit. I don't know what I just said, but it sounds fucking cool, and it looks super super duper fucking cute. Gungrave Gore, that's an acronym G O R E Gore. Gungrave Gore PS4 games reunion trailer highlights characters. If you've never heard of Gungrave, dude, Gungrave is pretty sick. It was there was this cool it was a cool game on the PS2. They released a VR game in 2017 in Japan only, and um, Gungrave uh, over, Gungrave came out PS2 2002, and Gungrave Overdose came out in 2004 on PS2. It's a sweet game. It's like a third-person shooter, and this new one looks super, super sick. Like, the fucking graphics look like just awesome 3D anime. It looks like Resident Evil almost. It looks super sick, as opposed to the the more anime style that the previous games had. Gungrave is sweet, dude. It's fucking dope. Um, if you ever played Oni, the PS2 game Oni, where you play that girl, she's like a, she's almost kind of like the major, but like, yeah, it's like a third person espionage shooter. It's dope. Harvest Moon Mad Dash game reveals gameplay video. It's coming out for the PS4 and the Switch. Natsumi began streaming a gameplay video for its Harvest Moon Mad Dash game on the PlayStation 4 Switch on Wednesday. The game will ship this fall in North America and Europe. Natsumi describes the game Go Solo, or take a few friends along for the frenzy. Harvest fish, milk, and more as you fulfill orders to complete each level. So it's kind of like, excuse me. <clears throat> it's almost kind of like, uh, what is that? What are those games? There, there's a bunch of mobile versions, like mobile games of it, where you're like, you are like working at a restaurant and you like fill plates and do orders and shit. It almost looks like you're, it's Harvest Moon, but you're working like on a little island farm and people come in with boats and you got to fulfill their shit, which is really weird. But like, it's really cool. It's like a self-sustaining island. Looks super awesome. Most Harvest Moon games are decently fun. So like legit, they're probably, it's probably going to be fun as fuck. I love Harvest Moon. I love the style too. I love the art style of what Natsume does with Harvest Moon. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening game preview's gameplay trailer for Tokyo Game Show. Nintendo began streaming an overview of the trailer for Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake game on Wednesday. The game, the shows, the, the trailer shows the game's adventuring and exploration mechanics. God, dude, I can't believe they're finally remaking this game. It's so sick. We talked about it. 
at the one of the Nintendo Directs that happened like over the beginning of summer. Um, and man, I gotta say, if you've never played Link's Awakening, it originally came out on the the the, the Game Boy, and then a redone version called Link's Awakening DX that came with a color chip in it um, came out later. And actually, if you plugged it into your Game Boy Color, it would be in color. So it was super sick. Um, you guys gotta play Link's Awakening. Like you gotta play this game. If you have a Switch, and when this game comes out. You gotta fucking play it. It will ship on September twentieth, so not that far from now. Square Enix reveals Romancing Saga three, Saga Scarlet, Grace Ambitions games release dates. I have never played a Romancing Saga game before, but these ones are coming out. I know it's been around for a long time, that's for sure. Um, and they're coming out for PS four. Um, it's also coming out for Vita and Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC via Steam, and the Microsoft Store. And uh, that's coming out this, uh, wait, when is this coming out? Hold on a second. Oh, November 11th and December 3rd for America. So, dude, if you're a Romancing Saga fan, there you go. I've never played them. If you think I should play them, let me know. Sega Stream's gameplay video for Choo Choo Rocket Universe. If you've never played Choo Choo Rocket before, it's it's the craziest, weirdest fucking pac-man like puzzle game ever you you had to lead all your little mice away from the fucking cats and it was originally the original game was on dreamcast and 20 years later here we are with a sequel to choo choo rocket called choo choo rocket universe and it's going to be launching its way onto apple arcade if you've not heard of the apple arcade that is what i am talking about at the end of this newscast it is a big thing that I kind of want to talk about. Speaking of Apple, the new iPhone apparently is going to be like $700 for the one version and a dollars $1,200 for the bigger one. I don't fucking know. I If you're an iPhone user, good for you. But, like, man, it's expensive. Although the last Galaxy that came out was like $800 too. So it's like, I don't know, man. Phones are too expensive. Square Enix to launch new various daylife RPG on Apple Arcade. Once again, Apple Arcade coming through, dude. Apple revealed on Tuesday that Square Enix will launch various daylife, a new role-playing game by the same team who worked on Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler for the Apple Arcade service. Apple describes the game in the year 211 of the Imperial Era. Players explore a newly discovered continent while living life to the fullest in the city of Arabia. Now, when I say Arabia, it's probably Arabia, but it's E-R-E-B-I-A, not Arabia as in Aladdin. Arabian Nights. I've sang twice for you today. You guys should be grateful that I sang for you today twice. You're welcome. You're welcome to stay as long as you like. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles game reveals January 23rd release in video. Square Enix debuted at the Tokyo Game Show trailer for its remaster of the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles game on Monday. The trailer announces that the game will launch on January 23rd for the PS4, Nintendo Switch, and iOS Android devices. If you've never played Crystal Chronicles, it's seriously one of the greatest multiplayer Final Fantasy games ever. It's so, so sick. Um, I played it on GameCube with my brother, and the way I, the way you do it is you actually have to um, plug in your Game Boy Advance with the adapter to the GameCube to be a second player because, like, as a second player, you have extra data and like the Game Boy Advance screen and everything. It was dope, dude. It was crazy. But yeah, that game is sweet. It's a, the battle system is really easy, action RPG. It's awesome. 
So we talked about the Neo Geo Arcade Stick Pro last week, and they just like released another article about it because they must have missed this the last time. But that arcade stick is going to come with 20 games pre-installed in it. Like, I <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, they haven't not they have not named which ones. Obviously, the Neo Geo Mini is coming out, um, or came out last year, and that has 40 games on it. This arcade stick is going to have 20 preloaded into it, and you can use it as a standard arcade fighting stick. Or in the latter, users can connect it to the hardware to a display device with an HDMI cable with options to connect Neo Geo Mini controllers to another Neo Geo Arcade Stick Pro for multiple players. That's super sick, man. Again, with these mini consoles, if you're a very casual gamer, you don't want shit to take up a lot of space, you play mostly on PC, this is a great way to play those games, um, you know, if you don't want to emulate it through your computer already. Uh, Game developer Hideo Kojima prepares for next project we have been getting so many death straining gameplay footages and trailers there was a new 50 minute gameplay uh thing that came out like a couple days ago and included some like some of the battle um system in it and he noted on his japanese twitter account that his upcoming death straining playstation 4 game is almost done with its finishing touches and he's already looking at his next project that is crazy dude that is crazy uh we'll save that for the end there hold on a second uh dude fucking the guy i already forgot his fucking name dude i'm terrible uh james gunn james gunn um you know how that whole thing happened where he like they removed him from directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3, then they brought him back, and then he was like, eh. And then they signed him, he signed on to do this, the next Suicide Squad movie, which is not being called Suicide Squad, it's called being called The Suicide Squad. I do think this is going to be a sequel because it has the it has a couple actors from uh, the, the first one in it, like Margot Robbie and Viola Davis are in it. But they he released the cast list today. Uh, Sean Gunn, Taika Waititi is gonna himself is gonna be in it. Uh, John Cena, Jack Courtney, Joaquin Cusio, Mailing uh, Ing, Flula Borg. Yeah, that's right. The fucking musician YouTuber turned actor. He was also in Pitch Perfect too, which was awesome because he's also a musician. But he's gonna be in this movie. He's he's actually not a bad actor, and he can use his German accent pretty well to his advantage with that. Uh, Pete Davidson, Storm Reed, Juan Diego Boro, uh, Alice Braga, Steve Agee, Tanashka Gies, Jennifer Holland, Michael Roker, dude, fucking Yandu, is going to be an Idris Elba, Peter Capaldi, some huge names on here. So I'm actually going to, I'm actually, James Gunn is really good. He did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies very well. They tried to emulate that with the first Suicide Squad movie and failed horribly at it. So I think James Gunn is what they need to make a good Suicide Squad movie. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Warner Media's Rooster Teeth cuts 13% of staff. They laid off about 50 employees. You know what? There's not much background. They did release a statement on it. They were saying that as they looked ahead of all their upcoming opportunities and challenges that they had to make some difficult decisions and cut some people is basically what he said. Ah, you know, I, there could be a many reasons why this is. Um, they had already reorganized Otter Media in late 2018, and 10% of the, that division staff was laid off. Um, 
18 this also probably has to do with AT&T buying out the churning group that used to be associated with rooster teeth um but who knows you know but it's always weird to see this kind of stuff you never know when shit it's like the sony and disney spider-man thing it's like when shit like that goes down you're always afraid of how shit's gonna go because of how good things already were you know and it's like ah fuck shit you know what do i do um kingdom hearts 3 remind deals final dlc trailer the tokyo game show trailer came out that is available now on playstation 4 microsoft xbox one it is basically so for those of you who don't know kingdom hearts one got a re like a remixed version uh basically the final like director's cut version came out called kingdom hearts uh final mix uh, it came out on PS2 only in Japan. Then, Kingdom Hearts 2, when that came out, that also got a Final Mix, also called Final Mix Plus. That one I don't think came out in America. I think that one came out in Japan also, only also. Um, and then Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, also has a Final Mix uh, version as well that I think actually did come out here. Um, either way... With the the 1.5 and 2.5 uh, PS4 ports of those the Kingdom Hearts series, we ended up did getting those in English, like the Final Mix and Final Mix Plus, Birth by Sleep Final Mix. Basically, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind is the Final Mix of Kingdom Hearts 3. So I don't remember how much it is. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me look. Sorry. I should have fucking opened this beforehand. How much is this? Tell me how much it is. Buy right now. I'm going to Kingdom Hearts website right now. Standard edition. Choose your retailer. I don't want to fucking choose. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Fucking stupid ass. Hold on a second. (laughs) You guys, I'm a terrible newscaster. Oh my god. Wow, you guys, I cannot find a price. That's fucking weird. That is fucking dumb. What the hell? That is really weird. It's probably like 15, 10 bucks or something like that. I cannot find a price. What the hell is going on here? Okay, anyway. But yeah, it's basically Kingdom Hearts 3's version of a final mix. Basically. Uh, Kevin Smith on the Fat Man Beyond podcast was taken aback when co-host Mark Bernadine explained the rumor that the new Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson would adapt the long Halloween. If you've never read Batman, the long Halloween, it's a really good 13 issue series, Batman series that takes place in Batman's early crime fighting days. And they have to try and uncover who is, uh, the, 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 the killer known as holiday and why holiday is killing all these people all over gotham these big name crime lords and all kinds of people all over gotham it's a very very cool series with a really crazy kind of cool twist ending so yeah i'm excited to see that hopefully they they do that really well goliath voice actor on board for a future gargoyles reboot if you've never heard of gargoyles it was this cartoon show that came out in on by disney it was by disney and it was one of the more serious action-y darker cartoons kind of like batman the animated series but basically it was about these these old gargoyle statues in 9 944 ad in scotland and how 
most of them were killed and then cursed to stone. And then later, flash forward to, you know, Brooklyn, New York, 1994, and this rich guy buys the statues and places them at the top of his skyscraper. And that unknowingly awakens them uh, at night. For some reason, like the tower where it sits, you know, it lines up with like the moon perfectly or some shit and it like awakens them at night. And it was just a really cool cartoon show. And they're talking about doing a reboot. And the the guy who played the main character, the main gargoyle, Goliath, um, said he was down to clown. So, dude, if the main voice actor is saying it, the voice of Goliath is saying it, Keith David, you got to get cracking. Don't be bitch, okay? Just fucking do it. So, uh, oh, also, here's the last piece before we get into anime. Billy Mitchell demands reinstatement of world records or else. He filed, he took, he got some lawyers and he sent some letters over to uh, the Guinness World Records and Twin Galaxies and basically demanded that he be reinstated for having the perfect Pac-Man score, Donkey Kong score, and all of that stuff since they discovered that he was using MAME and not an original version and that he may have used save states to achieve the Donkey Kong scores that he did. Um, it, it, it apparently is, is so that the lawyers found that MAME was not made until 1997 and that he achieved the Pac-Man scores in the 80s. So that I can kind of understand. In terms of the Donkey Kong stuff, that's a whole other thing that might need to be disputed. But basically what the letter says is that the the investigation done by Twin Galaxies and done by um, Guinness were not really thorough. And obviously you want to be thorough with that kind of stuff before you strip someone of their title, obviously. But I also do know that there's videos of Billy Mitchell on YouTube replacing, he's like him and one of his arcade buddies. He's like at an arcade. I think probably that dude's arcade. They're replacing the arcade board in one of the games. And I think it was Donkey Kong. Or was it was either Pac-Man or Donkey Kong, but like there's legit video of him. He's like, "Oh, dude, are you recording?" He's like, "Check this out." Blah blah. blah. Hopefully, no one else sees this video, but we're gonna do it just for fun and whatever. It was like they were replacing the board, the arcade board, and you didn't really see which what the new board looked like when they were putting it in, but it looked fishy as hell. It looked seriously fishy, and people were sharing it, going, "This is this seems fishy. Like, why replace the board?" You know what I mean? Um, because normally, if a if a Donkey Kong arcade board or Pac-Man or any of those old games kind of go out of commission, one of the first things you do is you want to take it to somebody who can fix arcade boards or of the like, fix the traces, make sure that the game is as original as possible. Because any tampering you do with that is going to immediately disqualify it um, for being a game that you can use to achieve records or high scores at Twin Galaxies and things like that. So, I don't know, man. Billy Mitchell's kind of a shady dude. We'll see what happens. Anyway, oh, that's a lot of news. That was fucking 30 minutes. Let's get into the anime news, shall we? But first, let's take a quick break. And as always, check that out for me. And links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you are a patron, shout out to new patrons. 
I don't normally shout out new patrons on the newscast. I like to shout them out when we do episodes with so that that way all of us hosts can thank you guys. But we did get some new patrons, so thank you very much. And um, so if you want to become a patron, I've updated the for the dollar tier. Right now, all the dollar tier is, and that's basically every patron so far. Um, oh, actually, quite a bit of you are doing more than a dollar too, so i got to figure out some shit for you guys. But I've updated the dollar tier, so basically what it says is you get access to the patron-only Discord channel, so we can go in there and gossip about other people. <laughs> Talk shit. And that channel is basically for you guys to hear what we're doing before anyone else. You get episodes. We're going to upload episodes right there before... Right as soon as it's done, as soon as it's done being edited and everything, you're going to get it right there. We're going to upload it right there. You can listen right there. And um, basically anything, any YouTube video we do, any project we do, anytime I'm designing a new T-shirt or a logo, you're going to get it in that channel right fucking there. So if you're not part of the Discord and you are a patron, you should at least make a Discord account and join our server and then tell me you're a patron. I'll give you the patron role and freaking join that right there to get exclusive stuff before anyone else does. Obviously, I'm also going to be posting stuff on the patron page um, that is only viewed by the patrons as well. Um, so, yeah, dude, check it out. The only reason why I'm not doing episode stuff on the patron page itself is because normally I edit those like only two nights or the night before. So it just doesn't seem really worth it to just give it to you like, you know, eight hours before you're going to get it anyway on the patron page. So it's just easier for me to put it on Discord if you're a Discord member there. So do that, okay? Also, I am going to be a guest. Your girl, that's what's up. That's right. Is going to be a guest on the Project Manga Podcast. And it's headed helmed by uh, my dude Noxie and... Um, oh man, I forgot the other dude's names. The other two dudes that are fucking cool though. Um, oh, Vengeful Eagle and Kiko. They are some sick dudes. I've seen, I've, I can't watch or listen to all of their, their shonen casts because, um, if I'm not, if I'm watching an anime of a manga they're reading, then I don't want to spoil myself, but I still listen to one of them and I listen to their tangential tie-ins and that's what I'm going to be a guest on is their tangential tie-ins. And they talk about anime there. So it's going to be sick. It's going to be fucking dope. I also have to give a shout out to a dude, reanimator Yada. He has his own podcast called, um, uh, hold on a second. Let me fucking find it. Oh, it's called my anime podcast. Follow them on Twitter. It's just at my anime podcast. Reanimator Yada. The dude's fucking cool. I was like, hell yeah, dude. I'm on anime summit. And this was all in the project manga discord, by the way, which you can join. And I was like, I'm on Anime Summit. He's like, yeah, I saw your name in the AAA podcast Discord and stuff like that. And he was really cool. He's like, man, your guys' podcast is really awesome. I love your guys' podcast. I love the way you guys do it. And it's just really fucking cool. And you guys, I think, are up there for me with, like, Otaku Spirit and and AAA. And in 2019, you guys are the top right now. That makes me feel really fucking good. Holy shit. Like, I was in, like, fucking tears when I read that. Like, I almost kind of felt like he was sucking up to me a little bit. But then, like, he, like, genuinely, no, like, he genuinely was like, but no, seriously, like, I listen to a lot of anime podcasts, and I like these ones. Otaku Spirit, AAA, and you guys are the shit. And I feel like in 2019, you guys are at your top game right now. And I just loved that. I fucking, so shout out to Reanimator Yana. Go follow at um, My Anime Podcast on Twitter. I don't think they have anything else, but they have a Twitter and a YouTube 
and they're on uh they're on stitcher libsyn oh they do have a discord okay they do have a discord if you go to their twitter in their twitter bio is all their links so at my anime podcast okay for real they're fucking dope rihanna mariata shout out to rihanna mariata so go follow them okay let's get into the anime news shall we uh here we go Steinsgate Zero's Amadeus AI is 100% real. In Steinsgate Zero, Okabe meets Maho Hiyaja, one of the lead scientists behind the Amadeus Project. It's an AI and memory storage system that was first theorized by Kirisu Makase after her death. Hiyaja and Professor Alexis Leskinen upload Kirisu's memories to Amadeus, essentially making an AI mirrored after Okabe's late friend. But that is actually a real thing. The official Twitter account for Mage's Science Adventure Game series posted on uh, September 11th that the project is becoming real. The account posted again that the project site is live and is currently recruiting testers to collect interactive sample data. Ooh, that's fucking crazy, man. Fucking Terminator shit's gonna happen and robots are gonna be fucking killing us. And then we're gonna be in the Matrix and we're all gonna fucking die. Uh, Pokemon Sword Shield Games website had a glitch the other day, apparently, and then it turns out that someone found out that that glitch was on purpose, and it was to tease a new Pokemon, which they're saying is a legendary fighting-type Pokemon, um, or just a fighting-type non-legendary, but that it weighs about 257 pounds, and it has the steadfast ability, and the Pokemon's description states only blank that have survived many battles can attain this blank. When this Pokemon's blank blankers it will retire from combat the blank denotes blurred words on the game's official japanese website the glitch page teases that the pokemon's japanese name ends with naito night or night and there's a pixelized version of it it honestly looks like a fucking knight with a lance like a big huge javelin lance thing you know when you're jousting it that's what it fucking looks like it looks fucking sick and it, that makes sense since the, the new galar region is based around like the uk and london and things like that, and like medieval shit. Blade of the Immortal anime reveals nine more cast members. The official Twitter account for Mugen Junin Immortal, the new anime adaptation of Hiroki Samura's Blade of the Immortal manga, revealed nine new characters and cast members on Friday. This anime, I think, is coming out October 10th. So some fall hype for you right there. New Evangelion smartphone game linked to figures. Japanese mobile game developer Mobcast revealed more details for the smartphone game. It is developing for the Neon Genesis Evangelion franchise on Thursday, including the game's title of Evangelion Battlefields. The official YouTube channel for Kadokawa's Femitsu app website is also streaming gameplay footage of the game. The game will be set in Tokyo 3 and will feature various Evangelion units in combat against each other. The game will include material from the rebuild of Evangelion films. The game will also have a special lead controller that will allow players to control the game, and the game will also be linked to figures of various characters from the franchise. Players will be able to attach figures to the lead controller and use the characters in the game. More figures featuring additional characters will be released as the game is updated. Dude, that's going to be so cool. Like, if... Seriously, when is it? Is this coming to fucking America? I don't think it says. It doesn't say, but if it is, that's going to be like fucking Mebos or whatever the amiibos that nintendo has where you're fucking collecting figures then again if it doesn't take off then it might not matter they might not be rare or they might be rarer because it didn't take off you know what i mean but it's just another excuse to collect evangelion figures i mean come on what the fuck null and pita and net anime premieres on october 4th the official website for tokyo tune and shinai's animation's new original multimedia project null and pita announced on friday that the anime part of the project will premiere online on october 4th at 12 p.m the anime will stream on 15 services in japan 
Uh, this is probably not something we're going to get on Crunchyroll, so you might have to sell the high series. But it looks super cute. Uh, it it doesn't say what it's about so much, but I know it's a multimedia project, so it's gonna be a, there's gonna be a game, an, a web series, anime web series, and there's also a manga, and probably some other little things, probably more mobile games and things like that. Human Lost Anime Films new visual subtitles trailer streamed. This is that new uh, anime that we've been talking about probably for like the last fucking two months, but it looks friggin' cool. It's a three D CG anime film. And they have a new trailer that is English subtitled so we can get a better idea of what the movie is about. From the chief director of Psychopaths, director of Afro Samurai, and the studio that brought you Godzilla Planet of the Monsters, the year is 2036. A revolution in medical treatment has conquered death by means of internal nanomachines and the shell system, yet only the richest can afford to partake. Yozo Oba isn't the richest. Troubled by strange dreams, he flippantly joins his friend's biker gang on an ill-fated incursion to the inside where society's elite lives. This instigates a journey of terrifying discovery that will change Yozo's life forever. So it's called Human Loss. The trailer is up on YouTube now on uh, their uh, official YouTube channel. Grand Blue Fantasy second season anime second promo video previews opening theme song. Yes, that's right. Grand Blue Fantasy, the animation is getting a second season for you fans of Grand Blue Fantasy out there. If you're a fan of the anime and a fan of the game, it's getting a second season. Dude, so what was the other one? Rage of Bahamut. Or Rage of Bahamut. Yeah, right? Is that what it's called? Rage of Bahamut and Grand Blue Fantasy. Those are both, like, great mobile games from what I hear. A lot of people still fucking play them. And they, obviously they're doing good because they've each got two seasons of anime, you know? So I think Rage of Bahamut even has a fucking uh, spinoff one, too. ID Invaded. Anime Project reveals TV format more cast the visual looks fucking cool it's coming out in 2020 so that's some 2020 hype for you right there um october 4th the official website for the original anime project id invaded revealed the show's television format and more casts on friday anime will debut in 2020 kenjiro suda um he did one pan one punch man atomic samurai attack on titan bunch of cast members there is not much of a synopsis for this that I can find, but there is a little teaser. There's just been a bunch of a bunch of uh, visual key visuals and a little teaser, but it's going to be a new original anime series, so it's not based on anything. Original series are where it's at, to be honest with you. Uh, new Soccer Wars game gets TV anime in 2020. That is fucking sick. Hell fucking yes. They uh, Tokyo Game Show released a little teaser, anime teaser for it, and. The new character fi- follows the new main character, Ayane Sakura, and Yohei Azakami, Maya Uchida, Hibuki Yamamura, Ayaka Fukuhara, Sari Hayami, and Michi Tomizawa returning for the anime. The game will launch in the West in spring 2020, which means we probably won't be getting the anime till after that. But yeah, dude, I'm, it's basically a new Sakura Wars anime, so that's fucking Sakura fucking Tyson, dude. It's going to be coming out in 2020. Hell yeah. High School Prodigies have it easy, even in Another World's anime's first episode previewed in video. The anime follows uh, characters in Japan. There are seven superhuman high schoolers who are world-class geniuses in various fields, ranging from governance to economics and beyond. On one fateful day, these seven wind up in, pl- in a plane accident and wake up only to find themselves in another world, finding themselves in a foreign place where magic and beast people are real. They immediately proceed to panic, or at least that's what would have happened if they were some run-of-the-mill students. If anything, these seven 
are actually using their talents to do absolutely ludicrous things so they can go home. So basically, it's uh, elite classroom, but an isekai or whatever that one. What was that one anime? Not Kakagurui, but the one that came out. Classroom of the Elite or whatever. Is that what it's called? It's basically that, but an isekai. So if you're into isekais, that's what's up. Her Blue Sky anime films trailer previews Amyan's ending song. Um, Her Blue Sky, dude. This is the fucking move right here, dude. This is the um, the original anime film by the Super Peace Busters creative team. The people who did Anohana. Uh, this looks fucking sick. It looks super, super, super good. Um, Mario Kata is the writer and director. Um, also directing with Tatsuyuki Nagai, who did... He's done Anohana, Certain Scientific Railgun, Darling in the Franks, bunch of stuff. So that is going to be friggin' dope. I am excited for that, dude. For fucking real, dude. It's going to be it's gonna be a music thing, too, which is obviously super sick. Toonami premieres Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba on October 12th. So for those of you who don't have Crunchyroll or don't have any of those subscription services like Hulu, because Demon Slayer is also on Hulu, or anything like that, but you got TV, you watch TV a lot, you watch Toonami, you watch Cartoon Network on Saturday nights where they do Toonami. Demon Slayer is coming. Watch Demon Slayer. It's fucking amazing. It's my anime of the season right now. Um, pretty sure it is. I don't know. Vinland Saga, Fire Force, and 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 uh, Demon Slayer. They're all pretty up there. They're crazy. Crunchyroll adds Saga of Tanya the Evil anime film. That means Crunchyroll announced on Thursday that it has Saga of the Tanya the Evil, the Ojasinki anime film, for users worldwide except in Asia and German-speaking countries. So the film opened in Japan on February 8th. The movie earned 100 million yen, which is about $906,000 in its first five days, then earned about $1.8 million by February 23rd. So it did really well, apparently. It did decently well, apparently. And so Crunchyroll has listed that on their website. So if you've got a Crunchyroll account, watch that shit. Funimation and Hulu to stream a simulcast of My Hero Academia's fourth season. Thank the fucking Lord, because I'm still using Hulu. I love, 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 love Hulu. I fucking love it. It's so amazing. I fucking will. I stand by Hulu. I, last year on Thanksgiving, I got the Black Friday deal, which was 99 cents a month for a year. I don't know if they're doing that deal again this year, obviously, because they don't want people to, like, keep repeating the deal, you know? Um, I'm sure they're going to have some kind of deal like that. But I'm I'm definitely renewing my shit, like, for real. Like, I'm definitely going to be on that, like, white on rice. Uh, Funimation adds Fate Zero anime to their catalog. Funimation announced on Thursday that it will begin streaming the Fate Zero television anime series on Friday. The company will stream the entire series in both English and Japanese with subtitles in the United States and Canada. So there's there's some confusion on Fate Zero on what it is. Fate Zero is an original. Um... If Fate Stay Night was the first in the Fate franchise, it was the first visual novel and the first story in the Fate franchise. In Fate Stay Night, the character Saber describes to uh, her master that she used to be the the servant for his dad, and how his dad also took place in the Holy Grail War. And this and that and things like that. And when she f- when she meets like the new character, the other servant, she automatically knows who they are right away. She's like, "Oh my god, it's you!" You know, because she's fought him before. 
Fate Zero basically adapts all of those memories that Saber describes in Fate Stay Night. And it was original. It was not based on another, you know, visual novel that they had made before. It's just purely using the backstory that Saber talks about in Fate Stay Night. So that's what Fate Zero is. And it's an original, and that's why it's really good. It was the first Fate series done by Ufotable, and it was amazing. Speaking of Toonami, premieres One Punch Man Season 2 on October 12th. So there, there again, One Punch Man Season 2. I, I had it simulcast on Hulu for me, but if, again, if you are someone who watches TV and you watch anime and you like consuming your anime that way, it's going to be on Toonami. Plus, I think I got to give Toonami shout-outs every time on the newscast because it's like the fact that it's still going is fucking amazing. Inuyasha, Golden Kamui creators talk manga in two-part interview. Manga creators Rumiko Takahashi and Satoru Noda sat down to talk about one another's work in two interviews. Published in Weekly Shonen Sunday and Weekly Young Jump, the interviews commemorate the upcoming volume releases of Takahashi's Mao and Noda's Golden Kamui manga series on September 18th and 19th, respectively. The series bear a few similarities. Mao includes the time hopping between the present day and the Taisho era in Hokkaido. And Golden Kamui takes place at the end of the Meiji era, the time period before the Taisho period, in Hokkaido. Yes, dude. I, um, actually, Noxie from Project Manga was telling me about Mao. He was like, dude, Rumiko Takahashi, she's doing a new one called Mao. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta read that shit. So I'm gonna see if uh, Danny has heard of it, and we're gonna read that. Because obviously me and Danny love Rumiko Takahashi, because we love Inuyasha, and we love Ranma, and... Uh, my Sinikoku and all that. We love Rumiko Takahashi. Uh, Colonel Sanders is a real snack and finger-licking dating sim. I'm not even fucking lying to you, you guys. There is legit a new dating sim visual novel game that is coming out in September 24th. That's called I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator. And it has nine lovable characters, including the colonel himself. Players take control of a culinary student trying to achieve their cooking dreams and date your classmate, Colonel Sanders. The game is a legitimate KFC product and seems the natural follow-up to the fast food chain's recent attempts to reinvent itself as sexier and nerdier. Um, KFC Japan dabbled dark magic to resurrect the double sandwich with handsome anime characters, and that's kind of part of the deal. But one of the first screen caps from the trailer is Colonel Sanders looking like a fucking hot anime silver fox Powell's moving castle looking ass motherfucker and he fucking I was like joking with Sen the other day I was like mm, daddy da- daddy colonel they were laughing at me and I was just like nah dude daddy colonel that's what's up um yeah fuck you daddy colonel <laughs> uh yeah dude look it up it's fucking hilarious Zenanzar the animation episode one Slated for January 2020, uh, Zen and is the first project in AR Cardass, Bandai's new brand that combines artificial intelligence with its long-running Cardass trading card franchise. Boogie Pop series author Kohei Karono is collaborating on the project's story concepts and world-building. In the game, players wage card game battles with the assistance of the AI known as Code Man. If I've never played Cardass, I have a couple Cardass cards. I think I have a couple One Piece ones and some others. That were sent to me randomly when I bought Japanese products, like cardigan products. But it's it's a I guess it's really popular still, and uh, we're getting an anime for it. So, Sanrio's Mukul Dreamy TV anime unveils promo video and visual. Oh man, I love Mukul Dreamy, Mukul Kitty, Mukul Kitty Dreamy. 
I love Sanrio. Uh, unveiled a new promotional video and visual for the television anime of its Mukul Jimmy character line on Tuesday. The video previews new characters including Yume's friends, Myra and Kodako, as well as their kittens, Peiko and Sue. More cats, including Mukul Dreamy. Automatically give me a 10 out of 10. I'm not even going to fucking watch it. It's Cafe's Johnson. Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrain's anime ends on September 25th after 120 episodes. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrain's is the current latest Yu-Gi-Oh! series. And this was on some crazy shit. This was on some, like, internet login SAO crazy bullshit. Like, Link Monsters... And all that fucking noise. I am asleep on this anime because apparently it's actually really fucking cool. Um, but I'm actually starting to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh! So it's kind of interesting to see this today. I was like, oh, I'm getting back into it. Yeah. It's like they log in a VR world called Link Vrains and they play Yu-Gi-Oh! in it. It's fucking crazy. So, yeah. My Hero Academia manga tops U.S. monthly book scan August list. That's right, dude. The top uh, spots were volume 20. Uh, one, two, and three were all My Hero Academia. Number four spot was One Punch Man Volume Seventeen. My Hero Academia Volume One was number six, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was ten. My Hero was Volume Two was number nine. Dude, it's crazy. It's all my. It's basically the top twenty list. Like a fourth or a third of these are My Hero uh, manga. Like it's crazy. Goblin Slayer Goblin Crown's theatrical anime promo video reveals February 1st debut. The official website for the Goblin Slayer anime franchise began streaming the first promotional video on Monday for the Goblin Slayer Goblin's Crown theatrical anime episode. The video reveals that the anime will open in theaters on February 1st, 2020. Uh, the below video features English narration. This film is going to take place after the 12th and final episode of the series. Um... Because at the end of that, it did say Goblin Slayer will return. Uh, this is like my brother's favorite anime. I, he fucking loves it. I was not into it. I I, I I thought it was pretty badass. I might finish watching it. But yeah, Goblin Slayer is, is my fucking brother. He loves it. My brother, Sudi. My Sister, My Writer manga ends. I don't know if anyone's reading this, but I do know a couple of my homies that I talked to on Facebook who are romance snobs and comedy and actually snobs they were into this so that is ending my sister my writer manga ends the october issue of katakawa's dragon age magazine published the final chapter of konanita's manga adaptation of seiju ibisu's oreka sukina nawawa omoto dakero omoto jinai my sister my writer the light novel series on monday the manga's fourth compiled book volume will ship in december the awkward sibling romantic comedy series centers around the younger sister of suzuko nagami and the older brother yunagami also some incest shit y'all are weird Y'all fun crazy. Get out of here. Anyway, that's ending. Weathering with You film tops live action Aladdin. The Wind Rises at Japan's box office. Woo! I always love seeing when movies just take records. Like, And we saw Endgame take out the Avatar record. And now we're seeing Makoto Shinkai's new film, Weathering with You, taking out Studio Ghibli's The Wind Rises in terms of uh, profit. 1.2.1 billion or no one two twelve point one two one two no twelve point one billion yen which is about 113 million dollars as of sunday on its 52nd day of screening in japan which surpasses the wind rises 12.02 billion yen so 
just by a little bit, but it did surpass it. So that's pretty sick. Magia record, Poya Magic, Madoka Magic, a side story anime's first promo reveal is January, delay, more cast and staff song artists, all that nonsense. This is, of course, based on the mobile game, Poya Magica, Poya Magi, Madoka Magica, um, record, Magica record. Takes place in the burgeoning city of Kamihama, guided by a strange power, magical girls gathered in this town in battle with new power drawn from witches. Ero Hotamaki arrives in this town and joins other magical girls to search for her missing younger sister, Ui. Before long, Homura Akemi also arrives in the town. If I can understand the mystery of this town, maybe I can save Kaname. So, still, still we have Homura Akemi trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Shit. Yeah, dude. I don't know if it's canon. It probably is, right? in some other fucking universe timeline dimension thing. I'm still processing Rebellion because I still don't understand how that happened. But anyway, TM Revolution teases Gundam Seed film project status. Singer TM Revolution, Takanori Nishikawa, performed on the first day of Gundam's 40th festival, Live Beyond, the concert celebrating the 40th anniversary of the first Gundam anime on Saturday. Um... If you don't know who TM Revolution is, you need to get a fucking hobby, dude. They are the fucking shit. They have done so many um, really awesome musics, musics, songs for anime and of a of, of very huge anime. Uh, lots and lots of shit, dude. They're friggin' awesome. Uh, they did stuff in the 90s. Uh, I'm pretty sure, didn't they, aren't they the guys who did City Hunter also? I gotta look that up. I might be wrong. I might be wrong about that. I might be mixing that up with another band. But anyway, they are teasing a new Gundam Seed film project. So if you're a fan of Gundam Seed, which there are a handful of people who are, um, that takes, it takes place in the new, the new century. Um, they might be getting a new film. Oh, shit. Gehern launches Nerve Disaster Prevention iOS app in Japan. Uh, we talked about this a little bit ago. Here's an update on the article. A previous version of the article stated that the app received over 10,000 downloads. This has been updated to 100,000 downloads. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an iOS app called Takomu Kikan Nerve Basui Operi, secret organization Nerve Disaster Prevention, which is a disaster prevention day in Japan, which is September 1st. The free app gives updates about natural disasters such as earthquakes and tsunamis in real time and gives push notifications whenever the danger level in the user's area has increased. It racked up over 100,000 downloads in a single day, and the developer has announced plans to release an Android version in the coming days. You know, when you live on a country that's an island, you know, it's an island country, uh, you're susceptible to more of Earth's erosion. So things like tsunamis and earthquakes happen often. So, I mean, that's really cool. That's very much something that is going to be super useful to them. And that's actually super sick that it's uh, Nerve, you know, from Evangelion. Former Shonen Jump editor starts blog with technical advice for aspiring manga artists. Former weekly Shonen Jump editor Yu Saito, who currently works as Shuisha's character business section chief, started up a blog on the user-submitted manga website Jump Rookie on Friday. The blog, which is titled A Former Weekly Shonen Jump Editor Writes Down the Things He Learned from Manga Artist, gives practical advice to aspiring manga artists regarding drawing techniques and so forth. I don't know if us in America can read this. Um, there's probably another website here in America dedicated to translating the blogs, but if also you can read Japanese, then you should. I mean, 
that's pretty sick. I thought that was just worth mentioning because you always want to help the next generation of people. You know, if I ever have children or if my, my brother has children or if Danny or Nick have children, you know, they're going to be the ones entertained by anybody who's up and coming now, you know, so that's pretty sick, you know, that you should lend that craft forward. I always think that's amazing. You know, a lot of people want to hold on to their secret recipe of things and all that stuff. And then you have artists out there who want to teach people. They want to show people that you can do it too. And that's fucking awesome. That's important. Um, Pokemon and Bandai Namco reveal Eevee X Tamagotchi collaboration. It's these little Tamagotchi uh, egg devices, but instead of uh, Tamagotchis or the little Tamagotchi pets, it's Eevee and Flareon and Vaporeon and Jolteon. I don't think there's anything about any of the other ones. It's literally just uh, the original three plus Eevee. But it's going to be super cute. Oh, my God. I love If you love Tamagotchi shit and more so you love Eevee and basically the Eeveelutions, I mean, these are just cool to have, even if you never play it. Like, it just is super cute. Like, it looks super sick. Okay, let's get it. Dude, we're an hour into this. Holy crap. My newscasts are getting way too long, you guys. You guys got to let me know if I'm going way too long on shit. Like, let me know if you want to hear less of something, you know, so I'll stop talking about it. Because I feel like these are getting way too long now. Maybe I got to do some some, uh, workshopping here. But the Apple Arcade launches next week for $5 a month. If you don't know what this is, um, on September 10th during Apple's presentation, the company further pulled back the curtains on Apple Arcade. It's previously announced premium mobile game subscription service announced in March. Apple Arcade grants users to over 100 full exclusive titles playable across iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, Mac, and Apple TV. In addition to giving some details about some of the games coming to the platform, Apple also gave pricing and release information. The service is set to launch September 19th alongside iOS 13. It will come to iPadOS and tvOS on September 30th and finally arrive on macOS Catalina in October. A single subscription of $4.99 a month allows you to play offline and share your subscription with up to five other family members at no additional cost. In the coming weeks, Apple promises more than 100 titles on the service, with more to come every month. The games on Apple Arcade are the full versions of the games with no ads, additional microtransactions, or in-game purchases. Some games will also support DualShock 4, Xbox wireless controllers, and MFI controllers via Bluetooth, in addition to touch controls and the Siri remote. Um, the games list features several exclusive titles that you can play only through the Apple Arcade. You can see a list of some of the initial games below. We have Ballistic Baseball, The Bradwell Conspiracy, Choo Choo Rocket Universe, The Enchanted World Noodle Cake, Exit the Gungeon, Overland, Pac-Man Party Royale, Project First Light, Rayman Mini, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, Skate City, Sneaky Sasquatch, TV Universe Unleash the Light, Super Impossible Road, and Various Daylife by Square Enix that we mentioned earlier. We also mentioned Choo Choo Rocket Universe earlier, but that wasn't exclusive. Some of these are exclusive, but not all of them. So what? Basically, what am I saying? What am I? What do I want? Why do I want to talk about this at the end? It was said to me about. Um, we were having. I was when I was in college, and I was talking to our me and um, me and my gu- my guy Joel, my best friend Joel. Who I did cards in hand with. If you've never seen my live cash show cards in hand, you can find it on YouTube. Um, my best friend Joel and me, we decided to get coffee with our teacher Todd because he was a really cool guy, and uh, uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. But 
uh, we went to go get coffee with him on a, on a day off of school, and uh, we were talking about a lot of stuff. We were talking about the future of, of entertainment, and this was one of the exact things we fucking talked about. This was like eight years ago. I graduated college in 2012, so this was around then, around 2011 or 2010 or so we talked about this. We were talking about the future of streaming and all that nonsense and everything like that. You hear me every week on this newscast talking about Hulu this, Hulu that, Crunchyroll this, Netflix this, Disney Plus, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. And then we talked about the Stadia a couple weeks ago and how that was going to be fucking weird and it was going to take up all your bandwidth, like how much fucking bandwidth it's actually going to take. It's going to cap your data with one day of gaming, you know. That just seemed like a failure from the start. This, however... This, however, hearing that Square Enix is making this game exclusively for the Apple Arcade. Um, and, you know, you never know. Maybe in down the line in the future, it'll they'll release new ports to it. You know, especially if the Apple Arcade fails. Um, we see that happen often. Um, the Wonder Swan uh, portable console made by Bandai. Um, Final Fantasy Dawn of Souls, which was a remake of one in, Final Fantasy 1 and 2, came out on the wonder swan it even came with a wonder swan special edition final fantasy edition wonder swan and as soon as that 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 console was beginning to fail they they were like okay we need to put it on game Boy advance so they did you know so if apple arcade you know happens to fail or anything i'm sure they'll port these games other places but it's getting it's getting crazier dude it's getting it's it, it might get to the point with all this pc master race bull crap and everything like that which, like, I should talk, right, because I play a lot of my games on my PC also. <clears throat> it's it's very, it's crazy, man. The future is going to be crazy. And I hope, it's my hope that not one company monopolizes gaming. I don't fucking want that. And I think a lot of us don't want that. But more, more and more people are giving into the idea of convenience. And this is one of those ways they're going to fucking do it. You know, what I believe Apple is trying to do is they're trying to be there for when the consoles stop. When they stop making PlayStation after the PlayStation 5. When Xbox stops making consoles. When Nintendo stops making consoles. They're, they want to still be standing there to be a host for all of the games to play. I think that's what they want. Obviously, it's a move. You know, everyone's trying to make the fucking move right now. But I just, the way I feel about Apple, dude, and Apple products in general, I have an iPad because it was gifted to me by my dad for Christmas, and I still use it. You know, I use it because it's awesome. It's a tablet. It's a fucking tablet. It's, it's, a, it's a good tablet, you know. Um, but that's all I use it for. You know, I just use it as a tablet. I go on the Internet. I go on YouTube. I go on eBay. I go on Crunchyroll, Hulu. Um, I watch anime in bed if Trisha's using the computer, you know whatever um but in terms of like other stuff they do they're trying to they're they're talking about the new streaming service that they're coming out with to compete against netflix and how that's only going to be like six dollars i think six or seven dollars and they're trying to compete against hulu and i just i don't want that i don't want the monopoly and that's what disney plus is kind of doing too now because now they're doing the hulu bundle also so it's kind of like and I know I've talked a lot of shit. I was saying, oh, I'm going to get Disney Plus. I'm going to get Disney Plus. But when you really think about the future, th- this is exactly what me and Joel and my teacher Todd were talking about eight some years ago 
was that the future was going to change the way we consume entertainment and all that stuff is going to change. It's going to be crazy. And I'm not trying to be like super, super duper serious here. Like, oh, serious time. Like, though, we're all going to die. And, uh. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. If it happens to be, then it happens to be. What am I going to do about it? You know what I mean? But I think it's important to continue to consume media the way we want. And I think it's important to always support who you want to support. Um, my friend, uh, her band, she has, she's in this, the Screamo band, and they played their last show the other day, and I couldn't go. But I bought... Um, I bought their compilation record that they came out with. They came out with it on, on uh, you can buy it on Bandcamp. And their their band is called Sleep Debt, by the way, Sleep Debt. And uh, I bought their. They came out with a tape version because the hardcore DIY scene, you know, they come we come out with tapes and and vinyl, which is fucking badass. I love it. My hips, my stupid hipster ass loves that. Okay, so fuck you. But you know that's my way of supporting them. If, if it means buying physical versions, I will fucking do it. Plus, it's collectible to me. You know what I mean? I think we need to consume media the way we want to. We need to continue to consume it how we want. If we want to continue to see it a certain way, we need to consume it that way. So buying DVDs, buying Blu-rays, buying physical books, manga, and not buying a Kindle. You know what I mean? All that stuff helps. And I'm not going to fucking shame you for wanting convenience. No, that's not what this is. I'm talking about my personal opinion, what I want. You know what I mean? And I'm just relaying that to you, that you guys should consume how you want to consume it so that there will always be some kind of competitive market. Because if, if Apple is the only thing left standing 10 years from now, man, that'll be crazy. That would be nuts, right? Think about it. So just think about that. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, if you like the convenience and you like all that, you want all your games, movies, and other things you consume in one place, dude, that's totally okay. I don't care. That's that's your that's the way, that's how you want to live. Live your best life. I'm not shaming anyone for doing that. I'm just saying we because I see a lot of my Discord members always saying, yeah, I just bought this Brulee. I just bought this Blu-ray. I just bought this figure. Hell yeah, dude. Let's fucking support that shit. Let's all keep consuming how we want to consume. That's all I'm saying. Because the, the entertainment, the way we consume entertainment right now is only going to get more and more futuristic like this. Everything in one place, everything is streamed, everything is some server, is on some server, you know, not on our, you know, own area. It's going to be like in California, some shit. We're all playing from that fucking server. Everyone's moving towards convenience, you know, that's how the future works. So, but yeah, I thought that was important to know and more important to talk about that being said i hope you guys enjoy this also again let me know what you guys like to hear and not like to hear because i think i got to start doing some workshopping on these newscasts and cutting them short because these are fucking long um but then i've heard too that some people like the long ones but i might uh start having to might have to start cutting these down a little bit um but anyway that being said uh, i'm glad you guys listen every week i love you guys very much Thank you so much for listening every, every, every fucking week. Also, be excited for next Tuesday for another episode of Terrace Talk with Quoka and Claire as they cover Terrace House Tokyo 2019 to 2020, okay? And uh, that being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. Cold-blooded. <laughs>